0: Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. I'm Judy Umlis, creator of the Center for Grateful Leadership and the author of three books based on the Power of Acknowledgement Behavioral Change Model. Now, don't you just love it when people love to network and want to connect other people, I think that's one of the real pleasures of life. And I've always been a matchmaker, you know, whether it's a, a boy and a girl in uh, high school or uh, two colleagues or people I've met through other circumstances than work and connecting them for a greater purpose. I just love doing it. And I have to say, one really great networker that I know I'd like to give a shout out to, her name is Liz Capantz and she's founder of EBC Associates and the Erudites Networking Group. And uh, she uses networking as just a way of living. That that's, that's the way she leads her daily life and thinks of the future. And uh, one day she just connected me with someone I didn't know before. And her name is Cole Baker Bagwell. And she said, Judy, and Cole, you just have to meet. Cole's whole work mission is based on kindness. And Judy, yours is about acknowledgement and gratitude. So. That was a really great sounding fit. And Cole and I started talking and lo and behold, she is my guest today. Welcome Cole Baker Bagwell or Cole Baker 2 as your friends call you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm I am so happy. I'm so happy that Liz introduced us and I am I'm just tickled to be here. So thank you for asking me to join you today.
0: My pleasure. And I thought you you tell such great stories about how you got into this work. I'm going to just let you give us a little bit of background and what you did before you focused your work on kindness and then how you made that real commitment to it. So take it, Cole.
1: Sure. Thank you. So, you know, my story was sort of a series of, of twists and turns. I spent uh, a long time, a couple of decades in corporate America. And in that space, I. I had roles in sales and and strategy, and you know I, I worked with just like um, the rest of us with companies and people that were wonderful and collaborative, and and then also some on the other end of the spectrum. And what I realized over the years um, in those roles was that no matter who I was working for, or who I was working with, or what I was you know selling or strategizing on, uh, business was about people, pure and simple, and you know, if if I could help somebody in some way and understand what their puzzle was, and they agreed that I could help them, then we would do business. And so my, I think the thing that made me a little bit different in that space was the way that I went about my business. And by that, I mean, um, I brought in, so I've been a mindfulness practitioner and a yogi for about 26 years now. And I started bringing in elements of that world into my business. And For me, it showed up as simple intention, awareness, and in that awareness, I was able to learn so much about the people that I was working with. It created curiosity about the work that I did and the work that we were going to do together, the possibilities that we could realize. And and, and then I made a commitment, one commitment to do no harm. And that's how I define kindness. And, And that's kind of from a definition that I gleaned from yoga as well which is um a word that means ahimsa it's the first ethical rule of yoga and it means compassion and nonviolence. so you know as i define kindness i i take forth that ethos of doing no harm and really sort of lived in and continue to live into that commitment and what happened Cole, Judy, was yeah. yeah
0: just one quick question about that because that's such an interesting focus for you do no harm i, I mean that sounds like the medical profession isn't that what their commitment is to do no harm um i mean it it, it's wonderful to be in all professions do no harm.
1: absolutely i i totally agree with you right and and so yes i believe it is shared by the medical profession um the way that i think about it and live into it it manifests as thought word and action and so for me it starts with the thought it starts with you know what am I thinking in, in my mind about, you know, a person, a situation, an experience? Because we all have cognitive biases that pop up. We all are just a sum of our experiences. So so that's really where I think harm begins is is with those thoughts that we hold and, mm. and those biases. Um, Very true. Yeah. So what wound up happening was the, the net net of it in my corporate career was that the relationships that I was able to form – with my teammates and with my clients was absolutely unbelievable. They were, they were real, they were deep, they were meaningful. And in that spirit, we were able to realize really awesome outcomes together. You know, we solved these really complex sort of technical puzzles together. Um, You know, my clients were were firms on Wall Street. I had folks out on the West Coast in Silicon Valley that I worked with. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a bunch of people that were trying to to solve something and move forward. And And I think, as I reflect on it now, that mindfulness and and that kindness, that ethos and that commitment to do no harm made our business really, really different. And so it inspired me to to leave that world in 2019 and to take the big leap and uh, start Cool Audrey. And, you know, here I am.
0: That's so great. And uh, I know we've discussed this a little bit uh, in our first meeting, but Cool Audrey, tell us how you got that name. (laughs) It's it's just, uh, you know, how do people come up with names for what they're passionate about? Well, go ahead, explain it to us.
1: Yeah, it's so that it's probably something I should put on my website because it is one of the most frequently asked questions <laughs> that I get. Um, so, so it's it's kind of a funny story. I I think in short, it came to me um in in, in quite a divine way. And and by that I mean um a few years ago I, I began feeling the pull to to go and and to live a different life and and to live into some different work. And and my intention was to kind of you know, cast as much good in this world as I possibly could um, through the work that I did. So um, I was trying to figure out a name and I was coming up very short and I held this little book that, you know, I have a book with me all the time that I, I journal in and, you know, got pens with me all the time. And so I was holding this one particular book very close to me um, one evening and, and I was a bit distraught because I was feeling, you know, a bit empty when it came to the creativity. And and all of a sudden the name Cool Audrey popped into my head. And the only thing that I can figure out, because I've never known anyone named Audrey personally, (laughs) um, the only thing I can figure out is that inside of that book, I had this little tag that was on my great aunt um, on, on her ashes when she passed away. And her name was Mary Lucy. So that didn't add up to Audrey either. But she was this fiercely kind businesswoman in in a time where women weren't really working all that much. And she was so determined and so spunky and, you know, so intelligent, but she was like mostly kind. And so I think somehow, you know, she kind of dropped that name in my head. And for me, it's kind of cool because it doesn't mean anyone in particular, it's certainly not my name. But it kind of um, represents to me, you know, everyone, just every single person out there, just every possibility that we hold together. And, and I think that's where it came from.
0: So you felt the name just appeared, just came to you
1: it absolutely just came to me my my husband was sitting next to me and you know when i had this little moment i said cool audrey and he said who is that and i said no that's that's the name of the company <laughs> and he said what company i said my company and so we looked up the google domain and you know here we are today it was it was free and you know it was available and i secured it and on we went
0: that's amazing because you know the way i came up with my title my first book title was uh, you know I, I was telling our CEO that uh, I I really felt I needed to write a book because we had this little publishing company in I I L, and she said, "Well, what's it called?" And I, I was telling her how frustrated I get when people when I uh, appreciate people or acknowledge them, and they're shocked. That's the response. They're shocked. I never hear oh. compliments. I only hear complaints. And so she said. What's the book called? I mean, she gets right to it, and uh, and I had to make up a title right then and there on the spot because you you could only hold her attention for so long unless it's you know uh, something really urgent, which you know then we get full attention. But I said it, it's called the power of acknowledgment. She said go write it just like <laughs> go write it and IIL will publish it and that's you know mine came to me too in 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 a way that's ultimately how these things happen when it's meant to be when we're on the right path then it just appears the path appears and um so I wanted to ask you because you know Liz connected mm-hmm. us because she felt kindness and gratitude and acknowledgement were all great bedfellows. You know, they, mm-hmm. they live together and you also seemed very drawn to grateful leadership. What is it in your work that connects with our work here? We're um, you know, we've got a center for grateful leadership and a wonderful uh, group of members all over the world. We've got our podcast listeners all over the world. And so how, how did you felt so strongly about it, and I'd loved, and I did too, about your work. So tell me what you saw.
1: Well, so gratitude. So I, I love what you're doing so much. I, I love you know acknowledgement, just the fact that you put a big spotlight on that. I love you know this idea of leading, of this you know this leading with this ethos of gratitude. And so to me, that is a form of kindness. Um, mm-hmm. Gratitude, right? Gratitude is gratitude comes from the heart space just like kindness you know being kind and being nice are not the same giving a compliment and feeling grateful are not the same so I think for me that's the biggest common denominator is is the origin of those two things and that's a very human thing right and in fact across my research what I've learned is that you know kindness isn't just this ability that we have it's an ability that we're born with and gratitude is an expression of that it is right. It's it's just an expression. It's an expression of that. It's a form of kindness. And so but gratitude requires that, you know, and, and, and here's another crossover with my work. Gratitude requires that we have enough awareness to understand how impactful either, you know, a person or a situation or an action is in our lives and how that has the ability to really to really impact us. And not just in that moment, but, but in a much grander way. And so I think that's just another common denominator because kindness has that same power. And gratitude like kindness is also one of those things that it really, it really helps us forge these meaningful human connections with one another. I mean, my gosh, you know, when somebody says to you, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I mean, those words when they're when they're earnestly shared, I mean, that just comes from such a deep place. And I think that just that one little statement has has so much power to really help us live into also the 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 nature that we're born with, which is that of collaboration and generosity. And so those are the those are the, you know, things that turn me on about your work.
0: That's great. And I love on your website where you say kindness isn't a soft skill it's our human nature it's <laughs> yes. a quality valued by the wise the courageous the curious and the visionaries mm-hmm. kindness is a force for good and the single most transformative human agreement we can make with one another well i i might uh you know say gratitude and appreciation <laughs> are so we could have a debate but, <laughs> but we're all in on the same wavelength for sure and does it bother you at all when they uh, talk about what you're a proponent of and what I'm a proponent of, I feel it,
1: uh,
0: as as a soft skill? I mean, I heard somebody <laughs> say recently, soft skills are the new power skills.
1: Yes, and amen to whoever said that. Yeah, I'm in full agreement.
0: agreement. If you're listening, please step forward <laughs> and tell us who you are, because I didn't write it down. My apologies. But the soft skills are the new power skills. And we've got to realize that because, you know, in tough times, the first thing people do is cut out the soft skills. You know, you got to get the hardcore stuff that, you know, people need to do their daily jobs. But how about the context for everything we do? That, you know, the the, the kindness, the gratitude, the appreciation, the acknowledgement. Without those, people don't want to be in our companies, you know, I I've, I hear constantly from people who have left good people who have left good jobs because they were not shown any appreciation.
1: Yeah, it's it it is it is wildly frustrating, and and I think the most frustrating part about it to me, I mean, soft skill, no, it is one of the hardest things in the world, especially you know, in in a moment that's difficult, and that's when it really matters most, and so. Um, having mastery of that innate ability that we are all born with Mm -hmm. is something that requires a lot of attention and something that requires a lot of intention. Mm. And so there's nothing soft about that. I I used to say to people, you know, I'm leading a kindness revolution in business and there's nothing soft about it, but the bigger part of it, Judy, is you know, to your point about people in companies, it's, it's, it's so telling that you know the things that are focused on are, you know, the the product knowledge, the revenues, you know, the the paths that we think get us to the ultimate outcomes that please the shareholders, that make the companies profitable, that you know, get more, you know, create more market share. But it, it just escapes me. I, I don't understand how how people are really missing the simple fact that the human beings are the ones creating all of those things and they're creating those things together. So if we're not showing up in ways where we are gracious, where we are kind, where we are collaborative, you know, if we're not showing up in those human ways, it absolutely begins to affect every single outcome and possibility that we can realize. And so there's nothing soft about that, right? This should be to, mm-hmm. in, to me, these should be these things that, that you and I are really bringing into this world. They should be the cornerstones of every single onboarding, of every mm. you know, company value set. I mean, these should be the things and not just to say that we think these things are important, but to actually live into those things in every single decision that people make, you know, whether it's a policy they create or a process they they create or you know the way they hire or the way they innovate products or whatever it is, these things should be cornerstones because they're so powerful. Because they're the things that bring those people in those companies together. And they're the things that really define the way that those people inside of those walls take whatever they do out into the world. It's huge.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, our... um... I mentioned our CEO before who made me spit out a title on the spot. <laughs> I love her.
1: Yes, I love yes, her already.
0: And, uh, you know, and I, I must give my thanks and appreciation to E. Laverne Johnson for supporting this, um, you know, behavioral change model of grateful leadership and the power of acknowledgement for 14 years. Wow. And I, I'm so grateful. But we made uh, the book, The Power of Acknowledgement at IIL, to be part of the onboarding process. And uh she writes a letter to uh to people in the beginning, all new employees. Um, I'm just trying to see what would be you know, she she's so um we are committed to helping you and each of our exceptional employees succeed both personally and professionally. That's why we're presenting you with this autographed copy of the power of acknowledgement book. It is our hope that this book will provide you with some insight into the kind of culture we strive to maintain and who we are as a company. And I I love this part, especially at the end. She says, we know that gifted professionals such as you have many opportunities Mm -hmm. and we thank you for choosing to join the IIL team. Mm -hmm. And that to me means so much because you know, we're showing from the minute people walk in our door that we value them as people. And so they could be in a lot of other places, you know? Oh, they, yeah. they could have made other choices, other life decisions. And so um, well I, I think we like we said at our pre-podcast interview, we could go on for hours. <laughs> yes, um, I know we could, but I, I wanna just um, you know kind of wrap up, what is it that you're about right now? What are you hoping to achieve? How do people find out more about your work? And um, I think you also do programs for corporations. We used to be in them. Now you're serving them. Um, You know, just tell us a little bit about in closing, how how people can uh, utilize what you're putting forth.
1: Sure, thank you for that. Uh, so so people can find me on my website at coolaudry.com. They can find me on LinkedIn under Cole Baker Bagwell. And I think so so right now I am I'm writing. I'm dedicated the rest of this year into the first part of 2021 to writing. And I will begin taking clients on again, likely late spring of 2021, early summer 2021. But um, through the work that I do with Cool Audrey. In a nutshell, I am, I am teaching people inside of companies how to become more mindful, how to live into this commitment to do no harm, and what that means in a practical business setting. So, if you think about, you know, those things and the impact they have, it, they create self-awareness, um, the ability to cultivate a response instead of a reaction. Um, they help cultivate empathy. These are things that the corporate world cause emotional intelligence. So that's, that's the foundation of, of my work. And so I have modules that I've created, um, approach modules that I've created and, my my interaction with companies is different because every single company is made up of people and they're all different too. So, you know, I, I take these modules after I determine what the company needs and how I can best help them. Um, we focus on, you know, on those particular areas. And then I take these modules and put them together in this magical way and we create a path forward. My ultimate goal is that every single person inside of that company will make a commitment to do no harm and and be very conscious of that every single day, because I know that it has the power to transform people, relationships, and business. And that's my big wish really for the world as well. I mean, that's my why is to socialize, you know, the power that this one commitment holds. And, you know, at the end of the day, the clients that I work with, um, my goal is for them to be very autonomous in sustaining their success after I scoot. So Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of what I'm about. <laughs> that's what's no, going that sound, on with Koology. That sounds great. And I take it people
0: can reach out to you on your website if they want to speak with you. Uh, oh, for one sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. And I, um, so interesting that, you know, you talk about being aware of the opportunities to show kindness and also to do no harm. And, you know, when I talk about the five C's of acknowledgement, the first C is consciousness. We need to be conscious and aware of the acknowledgements that we carry with us all the time. We just don't bother to deliver. And my practice is about getting people to deliver it and see life-altering work, uh, performance-altering results from that simple consciousness and then the the making the choice that's the second c to deliver those acknowledgments, even when it feels uncomfortable or awkward and then expressing c for courage to go out there and do it and it could be in many many different ways and and then you that's commit a communication the last one is commitment i want this to be part of my culture here's what i'm going to do to make it so and it sounds like you're following a similar path in, in terms of consciousness and awareness and that of the opportunity just to bring forth that innate kindness and the ability that we as human beings really have to do no harm. So say a
1: few words in closing and then I'll say mine and we'll keep (laughs) talking. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. I, I I can't wait until the day that we just get to sit down together and, you know, and, and talk in person. That'll, that'll be a great day for me. So I, um, so, so yeah, I, I think, you know, world kindness day is coming up on November 13th and yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite days of the whole year and every year I, I have this big hope for the world. And so my hope that I am, that I am living into and that I am articulating and that I am trying to inspire other people, um, to follow is, just to make start, start with one thing, start with that one commitment to do no harm in all things in your personal life, you know, starts with yourself, with your families, with your friends and your communities. And then we take that thing outward, that collective consciousness outward into the big world. And man, man, it's got so much power to make things, you know, so beautiful and to help us realize, you know, our collective potential and possibilities that maybe we've not even imagined yet. So uh, so that's my big wish, Judy. <laughs> wow,
0: that's beautiful, beautiful. And mine is that, uh, you know, there the people who are out there, like you, Cole Baker Bagwell, and me, <laughs> Judith W. Umless, Judy, you know, who have really uh, taken this as our mission and our purpose, and ultimately to make the world a better place may we all join forces and truly speed up the process
1: yes absolutely uh, you know one plus one one plus one Yeah, and it just it just continues on that way doesn't it
0: absolutely well thank you so much for being a guest with me today this was really you know it's just so near and dear to my own heart and i know our work is near and dear to yours so let's oh, yes. keep collaborating and um I, I would just invite anyone and everyone listening today or any other day in the future, because these go on, they last forever. To <laughs> join, If you want to join the Center for Grateful Leadership, you can do that. It's free, but the experience is priceless. And you go to www.gratefulleadership.com. Dot com, and you can reach out to me at any time by writing to judy.umliss at iil.com. So please remember to acknowledge someone or many someones each and every day. Until the next time, and I'm Judy Umliss.
1: Thank you, Judy. I appreciate you, and I'm so grateful for this time we had together.
0: I am too. Thank you. It was really uh, delightful. Thanks so much, Cole.
1: Thank you.